Hey everyone, this is Isaac Maddox, and I'm the pastor of Activate Church, and this is our podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I hope this message blesses you, encourages you, builds your faith, and I hope you enjoy the message. couple of thoughts. I'm here just to give you the word. It builds some faith, and we're going to jump back into um, into worship. Um, I was thinking about one of the first messages I ever preached. Uh, it was called, Be Filled and Don't Leak. Um, that was, yeah. I, I've almost brought it back a few times, but it's just, yeah, there's a lot of dust on that message. So, but it's true <laughs> that I think there's a lot of Christians that we get filled up and then we leak. And a lot of people think it's sin. That's the problem with the leaking. And so we need to become more holy. And it might be part of the issue. But I really believe biblically, and I am a probably one of the best Bible scholars you'll ever meet. Um, and so I just go on the record as um, kidding, having read. Uh, but looking at the Bible, um, seriously is you get the idea that it's actually the leaking comes from, if you were to imagine the analogies of the Holy Spirit and the presence of God in the Bible, Old Testament and, and New Testament, really, is water and, 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 and that sort of a concept. And the Word of God is the rock. And so it's this idea, of, we, a lot of Christians get filled up, but there's no word. And so they literally have to go from church meeting to prayer meeting. Have you met Christians that have been Christians like, like their whole life? But they seem desperate, and it's and it's I, and again, hunger and thirst for righteousness go after God. All of that is good, but there's not enough word in their life, and so they're constantly actually just leaking the grace and the presence and the joy. And the idea is to get filled up and continually remain filled up and overflowing. And when we look back, I really believe, and that's why we're in this series on the Word of God, that sometimes you need to take a Sunday. We can get into routine and we can get into sort of this idea and we just sort of get used to flowing along where sometimes I don't want to preach. I just want to say it. I just want to say it. And the idea is that Mark nine twenty three, all things are possible to those who believe that it takes faith to believe that it takes faith. It takes a lot of faith to look at this verse and go, how many times have we quoted all things are possible to those who believe? You're literally saying the possibilities of your life, future, marriage, church, ministry, reside on what you believe. I mean, that is a big statement of personal responsibility. Where a lot of us really, and listen, I believe in all these things, but a lot of us really want to blame our parents, blame a generational curse, blame an offense from the church, and we would rather stand in victim mode than have victory over being victims and moving into the promises of God. But none of it will happen if we don't get filled up with the Word of God. And when you look at the Word, it has a lot to do with your faith. And really, faith is the theme of the entire Bible, even in the Old Testament. The theme is faith. Jesus talked about what do you believe? We, we, we love those verses, but we don't want to talk about what we believe a lot because it doesn't seem like we're getting anywhere. Isaac, preach at men and tell them how stubborn they are. It's like, go home to a better marriage. That's what we believe. 
So I just felt like George Bush there for a second. I was like the, the head nod. <laughs> and my hair's moving. I know. I need a haircut. I did. I, I feel like I'm, I want to grow out my hair, but just like the long, but we don't live on the beach. And uh, that was my missionary dream, just to like, just grow it. So then I could walk around and kind of like do things with it and flow it, you know, flip, flip it around. Um, but people to the Bible, to the, the idea is that the truth of it is, is if we're saying it's faith, so we're just having a family moment here, church moment. If we're saying that it is according to belief and according to faith, then that means it is according to the word of God. And yes, I want you to get filled up with the Holy Spirit and filled up with prophecy and filled up with encouragement and filled up with the presence of God in this service. But the Bible is saying if you don't have the word, if you don't have faith to contain it, you are constantly going to be going from moment to moment, from prayer meeting to prayer meeting from church meeting to church meeting. And that's okay, but we're wandering in the wilderness because we have not chosen to fully believe the word of God and we need more word. It's not a mystery why you feel so good after church. Trust me, it's not me, it's not the team, it's Jesus. And he is the word become flesh. People need more word. I used to think it was, it was, it was legalistic, it was you know old, sort of dusty, sort of churches that just taught the word and we were more free and we were more charismatic and we were more emotional and we were just walking in the grace and the presence of God and all of that is good, hear me but our faith, our faith is what holds the presence of God together and the Bible says as a man or woman thinks so are they and we need to be renewed by the word we need the word to renew our faith we need the word to renew and even rewire our belief system because what you believe will determine the possibilities of your life I'm not going to preach today. I'm just talking. We're just talking. We're just talking. And I'm saying, let the word of God just invade your life. No, I'm serious. Church. <laughs> let the word of God invade your life. Um, get apps. This is the time. You don't need to search the next year for the perfect app. Since we've been, I've been reading from a Rhema app. How many of you have literally thought, I'm going to? We are the best planners on the world. Thank God for all the, you know, seven effective tools and the 20 tools and the, and the seven mastery skills of becoming awesome and planning out your life. Thank God for 20-year planning and 30-year planning. The problem is so much of have become future planners that we forget, hey, just download the most unperfect app right now full of the word of God. But we contemplate and we plan and we need to have a meeting about a meeting about a meeting. And we need to do is get together and discuss. And I'm going to do some research. We live in the age of information and the age of knowledge. And so we're constantly seeking. Sometimes it's just do. Just, just download the app. Buy a Bible today. Well, I'm waiting for that one Zondervan um, Bible on Amazon. Great. You could wait till God comes back, and that's incredible that you got the best deal on the Bible. But just on your way home, I don't even know if Christian bookstores still exist. But, but do they? Okay. Just like we have lost and found. Some of you are waiting for a message Bible. You're waiting for an NIV Bible. Well, they, they lost it, and, you know, God found it for you, and that's... I don't know, I'm just going to throw that into the sovereignty of God, but get, get a hold of it, move on it. Some of us have been, you know what, I'm going to surround my life with the Word. Surround your life with the Word of God today in every way possible. I just found a great app by Joseph Prince, it's free, and you literally can set a timer to the daily devotional, and it will, it will wake you up. And so whatever time you wake up at 5.30 or 
11.30 or, or whenever you wake up, you can pick whatever time you want the scripture and a daily devotional to come to your phone. And so the first thing you wake up to is the word of God and not Facebook where you saw your friends who look better than you on a vacation. They look richer than you and you feel bad about yourself because you're comparing yourself amongst yourself, but you should be receiving the word of God. That's a whole other message. What just happened? I don't know what just came out of my mouth. But anyway, some of us are waking up to social media and it's actually depressing you and you're waking up to the news when you ought to be waking up to the good news and we are walking in the word of God. Allow the word to give you faith. You cannot get around the word of God. You cannot get around the word and not get more faith. It's one thing that God cannot do is nothing. That is the one thing that he cannot do. Something has to happen. And uh, number one, four points really quick. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna worship and we're going to pray a bit. I prayed for, we, we prayed for healing in the first service. We read some verses. I really uh, want to pray for healing, but I want to add to it fear. I really want to pray uh, against fear. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I just want you to understand that this is just a room full of people just like you that ultimately have encountered Jesus. And that's the, that's the only difference is we're not perfect. We, we just want more of Jesus. Jesus is so real. I want Jesus to become so real to all of us even more and more and more this morning. Number one, receiving is based on believing. Receiving is based on believing. Matthew 21, 22 says, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. If you believe first, then you will receive. You cannot receive what you don't believe in. A lot of people are receiving, are trying to receive something because their belief system says that God will do something for you. Well, God has already done it. And so it's like waiting around for the bus stop that comes at 4 o'clock. You're waiting for the bus that you know because you believe it comes at 4 and you keep missing the bus because it actually comes at 345. A lot of us have a belief system that says certain things, so we're trying to wait around. And it's one of the most spiritual things that we can do. And I know I'm talking really fast because I only have a few minutes. Rest, Isaac. Rest. But a lot of us are honestly, we spiritualize our apathy or our unbelief by saying, just waiting on God, waiting on God. Well, God might be waiting on you because he already sent his word, but we haven't actually, just because you memorize a verse or you've heard a verse doesn't mean you believe a verse. And God has said, I've called you to believe. I want you to get around. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Maybe one million times, hearing and hearing. He's my healer. He's my healer. Are you feeding your faith with your opinion, your emotion, or some good thought, even if it's from Oprah. That's great. God bless Oprah. I love Oprah. But are you filling your faith with the word of God? The word of God is what gives you faith. It is what feeds your faith. We've got to get around the word. Just because we went to church 10 years ago and heard a message on worship or faith, where are you right now? Your faith is your responsibility. It's not my responsibility to feed you with faith. It's my responsibility to get you started with some concepts from the Bible and to whet your appetite to go home and fill your life with the Word of God when it comes to marriage and money and future and prayer and everything that's in your heart. It is your responsibility. But a lot of us are going, man, I need to go to that conference or that church. I wish Isaac would do a series on, on being, you know, moving out of your past or friendships or family or how to raise your kids. That's awesome. If I get around to it, I'd love to get you started on how to become the best mom and dad and how to, how to raise kids God's way. But I'm telling you right now, it is your responsibility in faith to say, God, I want your word to raise my kids in the house of God and to grow up and serve you and walk after you every day of your
your life, but you wake up on Tuesday and you have fear that they're going to die early or they're going to worship Satan. And I'm telling you right now, it's a lie of the enemy, but it's only the word that'll give you faith. Sorry, I was calmer in first service, but we're, we're, we're moving along here in the, and, and God's just becoming more real because faith. And so receiving is based on believing. Your number one job is faith. Your number one job, even though right now you're thinking I need to be more holy or, or I watched too much Olympics last week, so I'm, I need to get priorities and you need to, all these different passions that you might have in your life and that's fine. But biblically speaking, Jesus said you, your number one is your faith. Your number one job, are you feeding your faith with the word of God? Not to come up with formulas or say it's the equivalence of time that equals something. I'm not here to preach principles or put, we just got done with a series called Paper Tigers, not putting our power in something that we do. I'm not here to say an hour of prayer will change your life, but an hour of prayer will change your life if you give that time and opportunity to allow God to invade it. It, Invading your life with the word of God. This is your season. And you're, it takes faith to believe it takes faith. Because, because a lot of times, honestly, I'm like, man, I, I just need, I need Carrie. I need my kids. I need the job. I need the, I need the church to change. I hope the church catches the vision for outreach. You know, we need to do this and we need to do that. We need to reach people. And, and, and we, we, we set up a system that says, yeah, I believe that it's about believing. But really, if some other things change, that'd be really, really, really nice and set me up for a life of believing. We do that. Man, I, you know, once I get the house sold or once I get the car sold, once I get the garage clean, once I get in shape, man, I'm going to get such radical faith. It's going to be awesome. And it's like, what? No, all things are possible according to those who believe. Your number one job is to go after what you believe, is to go after and allow the word of God to rewire what you believe. Receiving is based on believing. Your faith will literally start to change how and when and what and why you receive. I just challenge you to get around the word of God and just see if your attitude or her attitude or their attitude or life's perspective doesn't change. I see it every time. You come into church, you come into camp, you come to conference, you go on a mission trip. Nothing else in your life changes but everything. You come home and people are like, I can't believe my life has totally changed. Same job, same car. Same haircut, except it's grown out. Now you got more roots. It's even worse, really. But yet you come back and you feel more beautiful and you feel more confident and you just feel more you and you feel more Jesus. Why? Because the word of God got inside of you. You got away from TV. You got away from the phone and you got literally around the word of God for two or three weeks. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, everything has changed. Number two, my unbelief is not your fault. We talked about this really last week. I'm here to repeat it because the Bible repeats itself sometimes. So we repeat ourselves around certain things because it's good. But my unbelief is not your fault. Mark 9, 24. It says, I believe, help my unbelief. What a statement. Jesus touches this young man's son and he says, Lord, I believe. You start to talk this way when you really believe. This is, some of us are going to graduate into this faith camp this morning. Is you start to talk this way when you really believe that it's about believing. Primarily, Not that there isn't other things, because there is. But when you start to pray, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. You, you start to then pray this. Help me with my unbelief. You know that you haven't fully moved into a, a, a believing mindset um, and an unbelieving like, mindset that says, God, help me with my unbelief. When you pray, Lord, I believe, but would you really change my wife? Lord, I believe, but would you help me with, with people? 
Lord, I believe, but would you help me with my job? And all those things are good to pray. But you start to pray the primary prayer that this man prayed when you believe it's about belief. When you say, Lord, help me with my unbelief. Because my unbelief is the number one thing that keeps me from possessing the promises of God. It's not my job. It's not what's up against. It's not the giants. It's not the opposition that I face. My greatest My greatest is unbelief. And so literally your prayer becomes, Lord, I believe. Would you help me with my unbelief? Not the people who have helped me or caused my unbelief. Because I'm no longer a victim. I'm no longer a slave. I'm a son and I'm a daughter. And what you have done for me is bigger than what they did to me. And so God, I'm here to say that my greatest enemy is my unbelief. My unbelief. I love it. How awesome. What personal response? My unbelief. How many times do we spend, well, that person did this to me, and that's, I'm going through this because of that. And this man is saying, Lord, I believe. Therefore, because I believe it's about believing, would you help me with, what's my greatest, what's my greatest opposition? Um, unbelief. That's what I'm going to pray about. God, help me with my unbelief. I believe. Would you help me with my unbelief? My faith is my responsibility. You want to be a better wife? Go home and devour the word this week. You have insecurities? Devour the word when it comes to confidence and identity. I'm not saying it's literally a one-time fix-all. I'm saying it is bread. The Bible says you cannot live on bread. You can't just live on sustaining and living. You actually cannot live. You can't live. Like You literally can't even have a life. But we live. We live. We actually live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Get the word and just allow the word to invade. There might be a specific area in your life. Allow the word. There's probably a lie that has taken root about your identity. I just dare you to get around the word of God and just see, whoa, I've never felt more, not fake confident. You know, people walk around, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm great. I'm awesome. Mm. You're like, oh, I hope so. Because you have to live with you. I, I hope your soul is healthy. I really hope you're as happy as you are. I mean, especially with social media nowadays. I mean, is people just look happy? Look at us. Happy family. Happy wife, happy life. You're like, I hope so. I really do. But I'm I'm just too old now. I've met with too many people that I see their vacation and they come home and they're weeping in my office. And I'm like, what? It looks like you just had a breakthrough in your marriage and in your family. They're like, it was a bit of a show. Because only the Word of God can get in there and rewire your emotions and rewire your feelings and your thinkings and your life. And again, only that can produce a true and happy life. And I pray it is as good as it looks. It's not the idea to stay off social media. I pray your life is as good as it looks. It's just oftentimes it's not. Number three, Mark eleven twenty four. 24, ask and receive. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. You know, just saying A-S-K is not asking, but I think that's what we do a lot. I, I A-S-K you for health. Hmm. I A-S-K you for blessing. I A-S-K you, God, to remove this fear. I believe in miracles. I asked God. Saying the letters A-S-K is not necessarily asking. I remember when I was young, and I'd ask my mom if I could go to someone's house. I asked mom, I asked dad, I asked mom, I asked dad. I lied about what they said to me so that they would start to fight. And they'd be like, what? You said what? You said what? What? I thought we were a unit. And I'm like, I don't know. Listen, you guys need to work this out. I'm going to go to my friend's house, right? 
But you have a spirit of like, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask my Father in heaven. It's the whole, I'm not going to worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition and supplication, I'm going to ask God. And do we believe in miracles? I mean, do we believe that God could right now? I love journey. I love process. But do you believe in a God that could literally heal you right now from that insecurity? Or do you believe that you need to pay for it for the next five years? Because you say, you know what, Isaac? I listened to too many lies and I had too many mean friends. Mean girls was my life. And you know what? I need to pay for it and I need to do this. And you know what? You do need to get word. You do need to go to church. You do need to get a small group. But we formulize sometimes the plan rather than just full faith in the grace of God saying, God, I do all this unto you. Would you heal me? Would you touch me? Would you rewire me? And we need to ask and stick around and receive. A lot of times like we just throw it up and go, okay, God, whatever you want to do that. But we don't stick around and say, God, I receive it right now. Would you give it to me right now? Asking and receiving. Asking and receiving. It's your faith. Go after it. You don't want to live on my faith. You don't want to be tied to someone else's faith. I pray my faith impacts you. I pray the faith of this team impacts you. I pray there's people and pastors and leaders in this room. I pray their faith impacts you. But we can't live with you. You can't live with me. And you've got to live with yourself 24-7. You need a faith that sustains you. And you need a faith that's sourced in the word of God that says, man, I can receive what God has for me right now. You need your own faith. Galatians 5, 6 says, faith expresses itself through love. I think a lot of us, we've met faith people, and, and we wonder why it was weird. I, I, I look people, sometimes faith people, they look at me, and it's like they're looking right through me, and they're like, and they start quoting scriptures, and I'm just like, oh, why is that weird? Because it is. 1 Corinthians 13 says, you could have faith to move a mountain, but if you don't have love, it's like your neighbor coming outside or your pastor coming to church and just banging pots and pans together. That's pretty annoying. That's why I think Paul used that analogy, because faith without love is annoying. It's irritating. It's, excuse me, I'm going through something. But a lot of us have love with no faith. So we get in the pit with someone. We start crying with someone. We start bearing one another's burdens. We start weeping with them. We come over to their house, and then at the end of it, they're like, okay, and you're like... Good luck! And you don't have any promise or word or grace or spirit of faith and prayer to give them. And so the Bible says, have faith that expresses itself in love. So if you're on the mountaintop, you see someone in the pit, don't just tell them what to do and instruct them how to get out. Get down there with them and pick them up and hug and cry with them and weep with them. And then give them the word of God and pray and courage and prophesy and fill them with hope and faith and love. A faith that expresses itself in love. I want to pray right now. Let's stand. A lot of us deal with healing. We don't know if God wants to heal us. And I just want you to know that in the Bible, multiple times, Jesus went to villages and healed everybody. Healed everybody. The Bible says, by his stripes, I'm healed. If you need healing right now, I just want you to receive and ask and believe God to touch you right now in, in Jesus' name. In every way. I pray for my wife's eyeballs. I see her struggle with contacts every day. I pray for the healing. I've seen eyes heal. I pray for insecurity. Some of you have been walking with insecurity your entire life. And God literally wants to loose that and heal that in Jesus' name. 
We believe in God. We believe in a God of miracles. And so right now we're just putting our money where our mouth is saying, God, we just want to stop church for a few minutes and make sure we got our priorities right with faith and saying faith it's sourced in you and in your word. And God, you're my everything. You're my healer. I just want to stop for a moment and ask and receive and say, Jesus, would you heal me? Lord, would you touch me? Lord, would you renew my mind? Lord, would you help me with that business? God, would you help me start that? Lord, would you be my CEO? I want to believe big. I want new faith. I want fresh faith. You're the author and the finisher of my faith. Lord, would you heal people in this room? Sometimes we feel like, well, we got to pray big prayers over cancer, small prayers over headaches. And God's saying, no, you're putting too much pressure on yourself. It's a prayer of faith. He's the healer. We don't need to get weird with it. We just need to say, God, we just ask you for healing in this room. All right, we have some friends that are going through cancer. We have some friends that are going through stuff, just life-altering stuff. Lord, we ask you to heal right now in Jesus' name. Just receive healing in Jesus' name. You might have a cyst in your wrist, in your ankle, in your back. You've got back pain. Just receive healing right now. Say, God, heal me. We just ask you, Lord, to be our healer in Jesus' name. You might be standing and praying for somebody else. It's it's 1145 right now. We just say, God, we ask you to go. Send your word, Lord, that you would touch them and deliver them. In Jesus' name, maybe you're praying for someone to come to Jesus or to come back to Jesus. Lord, we pray right now, God, you know, we know your word that you wish that none should perish. And so we ask, Lord, we believe that the harvest is ready. And we ask you, Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, we stand in the gap between heaven and hell. And Lord, we pray for their soul and their salvation. In Jesus' name would you break through the lie and open up their eyes father right now by the word of grace and the word of truth and the gospel of jesus christ right now i want to read a few verses in fear and we're going to sing this song this is possessing promises when i'm at home and i'm fighting and i'm going through stuff and i wake up with anxiety i go to bed with anxiety i get my bible app i get my bible i get my worship cd i call somebody and and ultimately i might have some ice cream some depression ice cream every once in a while but i'm telling you that is not the end of where i land when it comes to my trial you might experience something but you don't have to remain there as for me and my house we will serve the lord and it says i will live on the word of god and so you grab a hold of the word and you start to proclaim it and the word will give you faith that will literally change everything god's not giving me a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I just believe, I don't know if everybody, but I know there's going to be a few people right now that have a spirit of fear and it's going to break. It might be about terrorism. It might be about death. It might be about divorce. It might be about the past recycling itself. But I'm telling you right now, he is not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I want you to receive it in Jesus' name right now by the grace of God. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I will fear. I will not fear nor be afraid. There is no God besides you. Indeed, there is no other rock. I know not one. I will fear no more nor be dismayed, nor will I be lacking. Therefore, I will not fear, nor will I be dismayed. For behold, the Lord will save me from afar, and I will have rest and be quiet, and no one shall make me afraid. I will lift up my voice with strength. I will lift it up and not be afraid. Come on, receive this by the word of God. In Jesus' name, receive it. It is your faith, and allow the word of God to root out the unbelief to say, God, the righteous will live by faith. The righteous will live by faith. You're the author of my faith. All things are possible.
possible to those who believe. God, give me some faith. Renew my faith. God, give me some more faith. God, this morning, I will not be afraid. For the Lord is my shield, my exceedingly great reward. I could go on and on and on, but we're going to sing this this morning. And we're going to say, God, we live on your word. We live on your word. Invade our lives with the word of God like never before. When we get up, God, in the morning, your word. When we meditate throughout the day, Father, your word. When we go to bed, we will declare the promises of God as we go to sleep. Father, let the Psalms, Lord, become our poetry. Father, let the books of the Bible become the greatest stories. Lord, beyond movies that replay themselves in our mind. Father, let your songs be the songs, God, that we sing throughout the day. Father, let it be said of our family and our church. Father, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, allow the word of God to invade like never before. Let's sing this this morning.